Girlfriends, episode number 309, In the Desert with Father Mark Mary Ames. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week we have a special guest, one of my favorite people on the planet, Father Mark Mary Ames. Can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Glad to connect with you here. Thanks for joining me. This week, we are diving into a conversation with Father Mark Mary Ames about a new resource that he has coming out specifically for Lent. So yeah, it's time to start thinking about Lent. It's right around the corner, believe it or not. This is one of those seasons where we as Catholics, like this is our this is our other kind of holiday season. <laughs> like we get geared up for it in a very different way, right? But um, we like to make plans for it. We check in with each other like, hey, you got a plan for Lent yet? Or how's your Lent going? And I just love this about Catholic culture. And so this year is no different. And it's time to begin to think about these things. I always love a great new resource going into Lent. So what Father Mark Mary is going to be sharing, I'm sure you're going to be interested to hear about. But I just wanted to kind of put this idea in your mind that it's time to begin praying about what what God wants for you this Lent, where He wants to bring you, and being open to what that might look like. Some of my most fruitful Lenten seasons, and we're going to do a, another episode next week looking at some some basic ideas for Lent if you're kind of stumped for what you might do or a different take on it. But I just wanted to get you started thinking just a little bit about what Lent can look like for you this year, what God wants from you, what He's asking from you this Lenten season. And sometimes it's not something we choose. Some of my most fruitful Lenten seasons, personally speaking, have been the ones where I didn't really choose what happened, (laughs) or I made a plan and it all fell apart and something else was going on in my life that I needed to deal with. And God really kind of walked me through that path toward growing in virtue, growing closer to Him through the Lenten season in a way that I hadn't anticipated, but it required my being open to it. And sometimes that's the hardest thing because we love our plans, don't we? We love to make our lists. We love to get our resources. I know some of us more than others like to have our our planners all set before we dive into the holy season of Lent. And we we think, I'm just going to be a rock star at it this year. And I know I've certainly gone into some Lents in that way with varying results. <laughs> but just recognize the fact that God has a plan for you this Lent. It's a holy season. It's a time where you can grow in virtue. You can grow in holiness. You can grow closer to the Lord. But it does require being open to the way that He's calling you to do those things. So I want to encourage you to begin praying now and begin thinking about the ways in which God might be calling you to grow closer to Him as an individual, as a couple if you're married or if you're dating someone, um, and then with your your whole family. It's really important, I think, to think about Lent in all of these different ways. If you're a parent, this is part of how we parent our kids, kind of guiding them through that process of preparing for Lent. All right, so begin thinking about that, begin praying about that. More next week on Lent in a more general sense with some more specific ideas and inspiration for you. But first, let's take a listen to my recent conversation with Father Mark Mary Ames. 
Joining me today on Girlfriends is Father Mark Mary Ames. Father Mark Mary Ames is from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, CFRs, and Father Mark Mary is Director of Communications there. He currently serves at St. Joseph's Friary in Harlem, New York, where he accompanies the newest friars, has a weekly video on Ascension Presents, and is co-host of the Poco a Poco podcast. Welcome, Father Mark Mary, to Girlfriends. Hey, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Great to be here with you. Yeah, this is fun because, you know, I was on your your video series with Ascension Presents, and that was a great time. We really enjoyed doing that together. And so now it's your time to come on Girlfriends and share over here. Yeah, well, <laughs> great to be on Girlfriends. <laughs> Not where I thought I'd be, but I'm happy to be here. That's so funny. You know, we were just chatting before we came on about how you ran into my daughter, Gabrielle, at the March for Life this year. And she was so excited to take her photo with you. And she texted to our family chat the photos and then said, he said he, you're going to be talking with him and he can't wait to be on Girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. This is great. So happy to have you join our community here at the podcast. So, you know, We're going to talk especially today about this newest project that you have, which is a Lenten devotional that's for men. Maybe you can just give us a little background of it. How did it come to be? And um, what's the idea behind this devotional? Sure. And and I think uh, it's a devotional geared towards men, but I think it will make will make sense of why we're talking about it here on on Girlfriends as well. You know, one of one of the things that we started doing, um, we when men enter our life, they, they spend about 10 months with us in what that this first phase of formation, which is called postulancy. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, it's just, it's this time of, of initially making this transition um, and in pre- preparation for novitiate, which is a time which is very kind of more specifically protected, focused on, on prayer. And you're, you're kind of uh, more separated from life and family and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. one of the things that, that Father Innocent, the postulant director, has started to do and has done three years in a row is a, a fundamental and essential component of this initial phase of formation is this three-week journey we take with the postulants into the literal desert. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we yeah, where do you go? Mo- we go out to, essentially to Utah, to the, to the Moab, the greater Moab area. And it's, it's in collaboration with a group called CORE, which is a, a fruit of or an apostolate out of Wyoming Catholic. Okay. And the, the idea is this, is... Uh, at the beginning of the Lord's ministry, like he, he was, the spirit drove him out into to the desert. And he had this, this time of testing uh, where a spiritual, where his heavenly father, right, invited his spiritual son into the desert. And that's, and that's part of what we're doing here with, with our postulants. It's a time for a, a, a spiritual father to take his spiritual sons into the desert. And one thing that I think is so beautiful about it is like, where do you have this experiential insight into Lent? Mm-hmm. Right, where where we're all invited to go out into the desert by our heavenly Father to be to be tested, to be uh, renewed in our identity, and reminded of who our Father is, and so I think that that Father Innocent in putting together this this devotional called Born of Fire, what he does is we take we take some of these identities and we take some of the lessons and some of the experiences from being there in the desert, and and then apply them with our own baptism and our 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 Lenten journeys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, this booklet is called Born of Fire and you're, it's, co- it's kind of a co-project that you're doing with Blessed Is She, right? Exactly. So Blessed Is She helped, uh, they, they did the editing and kind of the publishing of it. Right. Okay. And, and so it, it is aimed at men, but it's applicable to all human beings, right? Because that's part of what we do during this Lenten experience is this going into the desert. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it is geared towards, uh, 
in men and, and in part because I don't know that there are as many devotional type of uh, resources out there from men for men. Right? Yeah, there are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and in part, we do understand, and part of being on Girlfriends is that uh, <laughs> wives and mothers are, you know, on the lookout for good resources for their husbands and, yes. and their sons, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, because we did work with the, the ladies at Blessed Is She, is, you know, the we, we, we go through these these identities of the man as as son, as brother, as spouse, as as father, um, as as what we call um, the mystic and the, and the new man. But certainly many of these have a very easy like equivalent mm-hmm. for women as as daughter, as sister, as um, as spouse, as mother, etc. Right, right. So for sure, it's adaptable in that way. But like you said, we are always on the lookout for these good resources for the men in our lives. Like, I, I know that it's something that always appeals to me, something that I can give to my husband or give to my sons, that's going to be a, a, a source of spiritual support to them, especially at the start of Lent, a time of year when we're looking for those additional things, and maybe some kind of a structure, giving some kind of a structure to the coming 40 days. Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing that part of like my favorite thing is in some ways the the Lenten journey, right? It's going to it's going to reach its kind of pinnacle at the uh, the Easter vigil. Mm-hmm. And what's unique uh, at the at the Easter vigil is we we all renew our um, our baptismal promises again, mm-hmm. right? Because there there is a sense in which this the journey and the whole reason that the Father invites us out into the desert it is this. Like Jesus, it's it's Jesus goes into the desert after his baptism, and it's it's as it's as sons and daughters that we go into the desert, so that this this identity and this truth and this reality of who we are that we received at our baptism, it's actually in the testing and the trial and the dependence that it even this identity can can sink even even deeper. And so part of what what Father Innocent does is is each week we also go through we we take some part of the baptismal rite. Mm-hmm. And and we look at that, and part of that again is just this: so much of all we need is just to be reminded of who we are, of our dignity as beloved sons and daughters, mm-hmm. as those who have received baptism. And so I'm really excited about this, even just as a a way to um, to be renewed in our understanding of our baptism, mm-hmm. and in preparation for that renewal of baptism at the Easter Vigil. I love that. I think that's so important. And you know, having this book as a structure sort of for a a Lenten journey, whether you're going to be doing it yourself or you're going to be, you know, doing it together with your husband or or giving it as a gift to a a son or somebody else who could use it, is that it does give us that kind of basic structure. But I think part of it too that's helpful in in ways that I've done this before, in ways that I've seen Dan do it with uh, different parish ministries, is having that connection with other people who are doing it too is is there anything in place for that, whether it's going to be sharing on Instagram or are you encouraging people to connect with others in their parishes or their communities to kind of go through this together? Yeah, certainly. And and it's going to kind of look two ways, depending on, on what you're able to do. Um, mm-hmm. What we can offer insofar as we have control of it um, is that we, we on our podcast, which was mentioned at the beginning, the Poco Poco podcast, mm-hmm. myself, Father Innocent and a couple of the other friars and these core missionaries are going to be going through it each week in Lent. Oh, that's great. And so certainly there's a component in which uh, if you want to go deeper, if you want it to be fleshed out, um, there's there's that resource mm-hmm. as well. And But but we do in, invite people certainly in, in the beginning of, of the book to like build their team, right? Can mm-hmm. you, are there, are there uh, 
can sons do this with fathers? Can men in men's groups do it? I know, like, for example, Exodus 90 is a very popular thing that a lot of sure. people do during Lent where they already have small groups. So, so certainly that is encouraged in the ideal, but we also understand um, life's messy and sometimes that's not necessarily going to be possible for everybody. Right, right. So you can do it on your own, but I, I like that you mentioned that, you know, those different ways that that men can maybe already have a ready-made group. You know, a, a, I had a little light bulb moment as you were describing Exodus 90 groups because my husband was in one last year and they've stayed in touch, of course, and um, maybe they'll be looking for a new resource. So maybe I'm going to order a few more copies of this one. <laughs> All right. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then having the, the, you know, the podcast kind of backing it up and, and going a little bit deeper and um, is a beautiful way to be connecting with other people as well. But let's talk about Lent in, in a more general sense, because I think a lot of people like this is the this is going to air the week before Lent. And that's a famous time for Catholics to kind of be like, uh, well, actually, no, the night before Ash Wednesday is the famous time for people to be like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all looking for like, what's going to be the thing that I do? And for sure, using a devotional is a great way to structure that. But do you have any general advice for people at the start of Lent when like, what might they take into consideration? Absolutely. I, I love this question. And I love the fact, first of all, that Catholics do, uh, they get excited about Lent. Yeah. And, you know, there, maybe we're struggling in a lot of different areas, but, but we tend to do Lent well and we take it serious. So I, I love, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll take one, maybe, maybe I'll say two things. One piece of wisdom, which actually just is, is pulling from uh, something of the desert. We talk about how for the men that, th that there's these kind of three phases. There's, there's comfort, there's challenge, and there's crisis. And, and for example, like in our time in the desert, where are we trying to be we're trying to always be in this challenge zone, mm -hmm. but not not going into the crisis zone, right? <laughs> right. And and I think when we we pick our Lenten observances, we want to be intentional, but we we want to pick something that's going to be challenging, but that's not going to push us over into the crisis mode, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I do think that particularly some some sort of enthusiastic young people, they 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 might pick something that's a little bit excessive, and it's like, okay, wait, let's <laughs> let's let's temp, let's temper <laughs> that a little bit. Um, uh, the second thing is, you know, what we're really looking for is is a commitment and a practice and a devotion, which is going to work for us, not just when we're super like ambitious and fired up, right? Like mm -hmm. not just when we're very enthusiastic, but it's going to, it's going to be something that we can be disciplined in. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, this is like, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm, I'm one of these people who gets, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get really excited and I'm going to make 20 commitments and yes. change all this sort of stuff in my life. And then I make those changes for about a week and then week two happens and it's like, oh, okay, I'm not doing any of it anymore. <laughs> right, you right. You, you burn out real quick. And, and I think that's like a good, you know, because as Lent approaches, we can get very sort of excited and like, okay, here's all these things I'm going to do. But what's going to what's gonna serve us in the long run isn't just excitement and enthusiasm, but it's going it, to, at the end of the day, it takes discipline. Right. You know? Right. And that's just like showing up. So I think picking yeah. something that maybe, I like that kind of delineation that you did between comfort, challenge, and crisis, like yeah. the, the sweet spots, that challenge zone, right? Not, not pushing yourself into crisis by taking on too many commitments. And then the temptation, of course, is if you drop one, then you just throw the whole thing out the window. But finding that, that sweet spot. And, and that's going to vary. And maybe you could speak to this a little bit. It's going to vary depending on your state in life, depending on, you know, what, what else you have 
have going on. I remember some lengths where I was pregnant and I was just sick as a dog. And it was like, there you are. There's your Lent. You know, like, what can I possibly do besides that? And so some people listening right now will find themselves in that place. But it's kind of finding that balance between recognizing where you are and being realistic about it. But then, you know, not not giving yourself too much of a pass and, and seeking that challenge as well. Yeah, you know, we're called to love the Lord our God with all of our mind, all of our hearts and all of our strength. It's all of our strength. You know, it's not of all like somebody else's strength or what we wish our strength was, right? We, right. It is good to to know your capacity, especially for the different circumstances we're in and being okay with choosing something that that's custom made. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I can add maybe, maybe one more thought. Sure. I think that the church... Uh, really beautifully uh, gives us a, a good intentional direction when when she invites us to prayer, um, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a, a little bit of a different spin on it from kind of like a, like a fitness perspective, which I think is going to make sense. Because right, like if you're if you're trying to build build a, a muscle or doing some exercises, there is there's what's called like like there's like the positive and the negative. So if mm-hmm. you're 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 what are you doing? You're, you're doing a squat. Like there's the part where you're, you're going down, right? And that would be the negative and the part where you're going up, that'd be the positive. Uh-huh. Um, and then of course, all exercises can be requ- like for it to really be fruitful. You have to do it, but also you have to, to nourish yourself, right? You have mm-hmm. to, like your diet is so important. And, and what I think we all have, like we, our muscles like this will, and we all kind of have like this positive and this negative, like this yes muscle and this no muscle. Like the yes are these people and I, who are like, I'm very generous. It's very easy for me uh, to say yes to something, to help with something. You know, it's like, I'm going to be the type of person where I can go and I can, I can work out for 30 minutes and, and that's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the no muscle, which is like the capacity to resist and to say no to something. Mm. So it's like, we might, a lot of us have strong yes muscles where we can go and, and do these activities but it's gonna be harder for us to deny, deny ourselves. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that like this would be, I think it's good for us in all of our Lenten observances to have something that's based off of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, something that we're doing that's particularly generous, an extra work of charity, kind of working, if you will, this, this yes muscle getting outside of ourselves, but also something that's going to help discipline and strengthen our capacity to say no to something. Because mm-hmm. so much of, of the spiritual life is actually just, resistance and then all of that is only going to make sense if we're praying if right. we're in relationship which is the nourishment that uh, our souls and our and our all our will and and our, and our bodies need i like that that makes a ton of sense and uh, you know when you're talking about saying no to something i think that's probably the most countercultural thing <laughs> about yes. lent right in the first place like our culture tells you to never deny yourself anything you know it doesn't make any sense like you yeah. do what you want to do and you seek you your own pleasure and satisfaction at all costs and um so i think that that's that's part of what i find so beautiful about the season of lent is that we our our church is inviting us into this countercultural life-giving notion of denying ourselves and that's something that i think a, a muscle that that many of us could use a lot of help with building up a little bit. And so having 40 days set aside to do exactly that is such a beautiful gift. Absolutely. And it is, I, I really believe it is a sacred time and a particularly grace time and, and an opportunity for us to really go, to really go deeper and to, mm-hmm. to begin again and to, to refocus and to be, you know, first and foremost, renewed in, in this most fundamental of relationships that with, with our God. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you know, 
as we're talking about picking and choosing and making your plans for Lent, I'm curious to know from your own personal experience, Father Mark Mary, what was like the best thing you ever did for Lent? Do you have a memory of something like that? You know, yeah, you know, our as a as a religious, what mm-hmm. we do actually is is given to us. Um, so so all of Lent for us is a is a fasting season, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I guess I would say what would be what would be another thing that just comes to mind for me? It's always about creating space, and so um, just these little practices of maybe like waking up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. to get a little bit more prayer time, which in some ways kind of is like it's like a full body workout like because it's yes it's the discipline of getting out of bed and but also it's first and foremost it's about creating this space um to spend some more time with the lord mm-hmm. which i think is is really the the best thing that we can be doing absolutely and my own experience backs that up because you know i've done various things and different kinds of disciplines for lent and that's always been the most fruitful one just exactly that, like deciding, even if it's not every single day, but picking certain days of the week, I'm going to get up, you know, an hour earlier and just devote that time to prayer in whatever capacity you can do that. Or even if it's just saying, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier and starting there, I think that's such a beautiful way of setting apart the season. But like you said, you're talking about getting that nourishment. That's what comes from your relationship with the Lord. And that's where it really grows. All right, we talked about the best thing. Do you have a worse thing? <laughs> we want to know about your your Lenten failure or something that epically didn't work out for you. I'm try- I mean, I've probably had, a, particularly before I entered religious life, I probably had a hundred things which lasted for two days. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like uh, the, the biggest one would be over trying to do like some sort of fast. Okay, so yes. I'm going to eat this for this week and then Holy Week, I'm going to eat nothing but like bread and water. And mm-hmm. I didn't come close to doing any of that. And it, so, so <laughs> definitely... Um, those would be fails. And then, um, you know, I did all the, the candy chocolate stuff growing yeah. up, which I don't know that it helped much, but it uh, it was it was as good as I could do at the time. Right. I think it's a very basic thing. We've always done that with our kids, too. Like, that's a, yeah. that's a non-negotiable. We're just not doing, like, the whole desserts thing through Lent and whatever. And it's such a basic thing. And yet I found I grew up that way, too. And I, I did find it at least gave you sort of a sense like that this is a separate season and we're doing we're observing something together as a family and you know just just in that way but the times for me when I feel like I've quote unquote failed at Lent would be those times when I've taken on something with the wrong spirit I would say like it's more about I'm attacking it like Uh, look how awesome I am. I'm going to become a saint during these 40 days. I'm going to make myself, I'm going to do it myself, make myself a saint when really it's more about opening yourself up to the ways in which God wants to work on your heart and Mm -hmm. make you a saint himself. It's him, right? Amen. And what what I was thinking is just reflecting a little bit more on like the chocolate thing as a kid. One of the, you know, I remember that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, see, it stuck with you. (laughs) Exactly. And that's something that is, I think so important is that we have to we have to just do something different, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be the biggest thing, but just by actually having some concrete change, right? It just it makes the it makes the reality leave this impression on us. Absolutely, yeah. I think that you know, and for parents that are listening, they're thinking like, what? How do I force this upon my kids? And what way do I enforce it? It could be something as simple as that. I shared that we do that every Lent, and there, there was one really funny Lent where when the kids were all younger and they decided together that they were going to, instead of doing the no sweets during Lent, they were just not going to watch TV during Lent, which I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, that's a, that's an even bigger sacrifice really. But then it was so funny because my my husband, Dan, who have you met, (laughs) Father Mark Mary, he Mm -hmm. was like, 
Um, no, we're we're de- like he saw somebody eating a cookie or something. He's like, oh no, we're definitely doing no sweets. So that Lent, they got no sweets and no TV. <laughs> so it was a, it was a very penitential Lenten season. But I I always found it was fun to do something you know fun enough in a nerdy Catholic way as as a family that you're kind of taking on something as a, as as you identify as a family. So how how um, like when you did the no TV, mm. did you supplement it with some other like? family time activities? Yeah, that for sure. Like. And I've always found that's a really helpful way to approach Lent. Like, don't just take away something, replace it with something like, right. you know, not not like replace Netflix with Amazon Prime, like, but like, right. replace, replace the TV time with, you know, we're going to listen to an audiobook as a family or that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, we did we did different kinds of activities like that. And, and, you know, like, you know, replacing some of your sleep time, if you're getting up early or replacing that with um, time for, for prayer as well. But I, I find that that that, that making a switch like that, especially if you're doing it together as a family, is just a really beautiful way to recognize the the difference of that season together. One more that readily comes to mind is when all the kids were little and we spent one Lent very deliberately planning and making simpler meals and eating less meat. And that meant a certain savings in the grocery budget. And so we saved the money and we, we all spent it together, you know, going out on a shopping trip to support a local food pantry at the end of Lent that season. And I felt like that was such a real hands-on like experience for the kids and I'm sure it didn't work perfectly in all of their hearts and minds but uh for me anyway it it felt like that it was all connected which is really the goal Mm -hmm. yeah as uh, you know one of the practices in a lot of parishes right is the stations of the cross Mm -hmm. and I think that I think that's a beautiful practice to potentially add and, and to do as like as a family or even it can be if that's not going to work or or just we don't know like where COVID will be at in, you know, a couple of months. Right. I Like a little beautiful because I, I was just thinking is like less TV time could mean more kind of quality family time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just to have like your it doesn't have to be full stations on the cross, but a little something on Friday yeah. uh, just to remember the Lord's passion as a family and then have some more quality time together. Yeah, I, I, I think that. Right. There's just there is really nothing that's probably gonna be more impressionable, especially to your children than um, mom and dad praying and, and talking about the faith in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, just the just what a gift that 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 is to our, to our to our the children when you, when you can do that. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's not easy. It's not necessarily in everyone's comfort zone, but. It's just such a powerful witness. It absolutely is. I can speak to that from my own personal experience growing up in a, a faith-filled family. I was so blessed to have my mom and dad. And that's what really has stayed with me through the years. I've had people ask me because I'm one of nine and, you know, all practicing the faith as adults. And it's such an uncommon story these days. People are like, what? How does that happen? And and I always just remember so vividly, like, you know, the example of my parents' prayer lives and them talking with us about the faith and being open to questions about the faith. And it, it really is as simple as that. It's not a magic formula, but it's it's an idea in the family that this is part of who we are. I've uh, another Lenten question for you here. Yeah, in in your experience, I've kind of feel like people have like two schools where it's okay. This is the thing I'm going to do for Lent, and it's it's just I'm going to do it for Lent, right? And some people, okay, I want to use Lent to establish some sort of practice mm-hmm. that I'm going to carry over after. Yeah, I, 
Have you had experience or preference either way? I, I love how this interview has flipped, Father. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I would say that I've, I've experienced both of those. Sometimes it really is a building on and like this is part of a, a new practice that I want to have. And for sure, making a more regular prayer practice has been exactly that for me during Lent that can carry forward. But then other times I'm like, well, I just can't wait to get back on Instagram and I'm just getting back on there. Um, or, you know, just whatever it is that you're, you're ready to kind of dive back into. But being away from something gives you a unique perspective on it. And it can really give you the time to reflect on the role that it plays in your life. You know, just saying like, oh, I'm feeling this huge gap or this discomfort or anxiety because I'm not on social media or whatever the thing is that you've cut out. And that really is a a self-awareness that I think, you know, doing it just for the period of Lent, and even if it doesn't carry over, can give you that kind of self-awareness. Yeah. How about you? Have you done that? I, I've tried both. I don't know that I've ever been successful. Mm-hmm. in adding something and then keeping it. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm, and this is part of why I live community life. <laughs> like I, I need, I need uh, the support of my brothers. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I have some discipline by myself, but like uh, in the long, in the long run, I, I need the bros to be, to be <laughs> with me and to keep me accountable. And so, you know, luckily there's a joke, uh, Saint, I think it was St. Clair who said this, that Franciscan life is one big Lent. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of, in my daily life, there's a lot of stuff which uh, might feel Lenten to most people. Mm-hmm. And that, that that tends to be uh, sufficient. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that insight. All right. So getting back to the book, so it's, people can get it. It is called Board of Fire. It's available at blessedishe.net. Any other places that people should be sure to check out with regard to um, Born of Fire? So, so the the book has its own website, Born of Fire Book. Oh, I didn't even know that. Um, okay. com. You know, because I was thinking, like, <laughs> we were like, this is a man's book from men for men. So, so we we didn't want to send him to like a, a lavender and pink uh, pastel website right away. As so we beautiful got, as blessed as she is, it's really not yeah. meant to invite men in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a we got a man a man nice. a manly website. Um, and then I I I do f- like Poco Poco podcast is where we're going to be going through it mm-hmm. each week. And so I do feel, I feel particularly good uh, about promoting this with kind right. of enthusiasm because I do think that there's there's going to be, um, we're going to be able to go really deep with it. Beautiful. So people can check out the podcast, Poco a Poco. If you're not already listening, you are missing out. So you're going to want to subscribe over there immediately. Also, Father Mark Mary's channel on Ascension Presents. Uh, he has a new video out every week for you. And then go to bornoffirebook.com to make sure you get copies for every man in your life who can benefit from this devotional. Father Mark Mary, I want to thank you for coming on, Girlfriends. It's been a real joy talking with you, and I knew it would be. Danielle, thanks again. It's always a treat. Absolutely. So coming up, we've got more of the show for you. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. I'm Jeff Cavins. I wrote The Activated Disciple because I know how easy it is to practice the faith and to study it. But what if we lived our entire lives without doing what we learned? God doesn't just call us to be students. He calls us to be disciples, to look and live like Jesus. If you yearn for a life that moves beyond just studying and believing, if you yearn to become an activated disciple, then this book is for you. The Activated Disciple teaches you how to take your faith to the next level so you can become an instrument for God to transform the world. 
to order The Activated Disciple, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or a listener question. If you have a question you'd like me to take up in this segment of the show, you can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Would love to connect with you in those places as well. But this week, I heard from Jen, who connected with me on Facebook. And Jen just sent me this little note that said, how can I overcome feelings of jealousy when it comes to my younger sister? She just seems to have such an easy life, an adoring husband, and perfect kids. I struggle with everything, and we have financial issues all the time, which is never a problem for them. I know she loves me, and of course I love her, but I find that jealousy gets in the way of our relationship all the time. I even resent it when good things happen for her, and that seems to be all the time. Okay, Jen, uh, first of all, I am so sorry you're feeling this way. I think many of us can hear what's going on with you and your sister and these, these complicated feelings that you're having. And we can relate on some level, maybe not with our own sisters, but with other women in our lives. This is just part of our experience as women in this fallen world that we can be so easily distracted by things like jealousy and competition. And this is one of those things that I really look at and I can see that. Satan uses these things. He gets in the way of our relationships with one another, with our sisters in Christ, because he is so afraid of what he knows is the powerful force for the good that we women can be when we have each other's backs, when we support and encourage each other and we affirm those good things that we see in one another, and when we are focused on our own unique vocation rather than allowing ourselves to get distracted with jealousy and competition and all the details of all the other things that other people have, all of the other good gifts that other people have. And so I don't have a magic solution for you, but I'm going to start out by saying this is something many people struggle with. So you're not unique in that way. Um, I am going to say it's good that you recognize it. Some people respond to feelings of jealousy and competition, but are in denial of those feelings of jealousy and competition. And that's a really toxic combination because then you're acting in ways that are inexplicable. And um, you're, you have these complicated feelings, but you're not sure where they're coming from because you haven't taken the time to examine your own feelings in an honest way. But it sounds like, Jen, you're, you're being very honest with yourself about where you're at with your relationship with your sister. So it's really good that you recognize it. And then I want to encourage you to bring it to prayer and bring it to confession. Those are really just two powerful ways that you can invite God into this struggle that you're having. Any way that we ever struggle is an opportunity to grow closer to God, to remind ourselves of who we are in the eyes of God and the fact that we need to trust in Him and we're reliant upon Him for everything in our lives. We're helpless without Him. So whenever we struggle with something, we can bring it to Him in prayer. We can surrender it over to Him in prayer, allow Him to take care of it, trust Him to take care of it, and keep bringing it back to Him in prayer. But then also in the powerful sacrament of reconciliation. Bring it to confession. Bring this and talk to the priest about it. It doesn't have to be a counseling session, but bringing it there and being open to the ways that the priest might counsel you, being open to the ways in which in your prayer after confession, Jesus might be guiding you in your relationship with your sister in letting go of this distraction, this weakness, this flaw that you recognize in yourself. And then I want to encourage you to look at some of the stories in the Bible of women, because I, I find it so encouraging when we struggle in these ways to look at the fact that women have struggled in similar ways 
from the beginning of time. In my book, You Are Enough, I look at stories of the Old Testament, especially, and um, some of the women in there and some of the ways they struggled with exactly what you're talking about here, Jen, which is overcoming feelings of jealousy and competition, struggling in our relationships with our, our sisters. And um, some of the stories in particular that you can pick up a copy of the book, it's available from ascensionpress.com, of course. It's available on Audible as well. Um, the title is You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. But you don't even need to, I'd love it if you get a copy of the book, but you don't even need to get a copy of the book. You can look up some of these stories in the Old Testament yourself. Some of the the women that I look at in the book are Rachel and Leah, who are two sisters who really struggled in crazy epic ways with regard to a competitiveness between the two of them and jealousies between the two of them. Then um, some more redemptive looks at you know, just the the beauty of trusting in God and the in being loyal to our sisters and learning to love our sisters and devote ourselves to loving our sisters and giving of ourselves to them and serving them. Ruth and Naomi is such a beautiful, beautiful story, the book of Ruth. I mean, I would really recommend just reading that and opening up your heart to the ways that God is inviting you to trust more in Him, maybe trust less in your own devices in your own ability to overcome these things. It sounds like you're struggling and maybe that's because you're relying on yourself too much. Maybe you need to turn this over to God more. Um, Also, Hannah, the story of Hannah is such a beautiful story of her steadfast faith, even though she was suffering terribly in a relationship with um, one of her husband's other wives who was, you know, lording over her the fact that she wasn't able to have children. Just some of these stories are so raw and so real. And they're also surreal because, you know, we we aren't married to men who have other wives and that kind of thing. And yet at their core, these stories in the Bible really can teach us a lot about who we are as daughters of God, some of the unique ways we struggle as women because we are women. And I think recognizing that is is just a really helpful thing to help us to see that this is a universal struggle. And um, there, there are ways that women who've gone before us have set a beautiful example of steadfast faith, of overcoming some of these obstacles, and of learning to trust more and more in God. So those are my words for you, Jen. And know that I'll be I'll be praying for you in a special way this week. I want to invite everyone listening to please pray for Jen and pray for everyone. And this is a lot of people who struggle with feelings of competition and jealousy in their relationships with other women. Um, it's such a common problem and for sure something that we need to prayerfully work at overcoming. And just being honest and open about it, I think, is a great place to start. So you're already there, Jen. I'm going to be praying for you to overcome that and really grow in the relationship that God means for you to have with your sister. All right, one more little note. Um, I heard from Patty this past week who said, in your last episode, you asked for recommendations on podcasts that we want to share. Here are the podcasts I listen to and recommend. Number one, Girlfriends. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. But I think everyone listening already knows about Girlfriends, but I hope you're going to click that subscribe, you know, I don't want you to miss an episode. All right. Uh, Number two, Abiding Together. I love that podcast. Definitely um, recommend that as well. Let Love with the Sisters of Life. I haven't listened to that one a lot, but I have listened to one or two here and there. Definitely highly recommend. And of course, the Bible in a Year podcast, which everybody and their brother and their mom and their sister and their cousin knows about. But if you don't, get out from under that rock you're living under and <laughs> get yourself over to listen to the Bible in a Year podcast. It's a, a great way to familiarize yourself with scripture and Father Mike Schmidt's 
is so fantastic. He does a great job of making scripture truly accessible. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for joining me here on the podcast today. I want to thank Father Mark Mary Ames for being part of the show today. Always love to have a conversation with him. I want you to head over to ascensionpress.com for the show notes for this episode and others so you can check out all of the links for those great resources and get off to a great start for your Lenten journey this year. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for the ways we're able to connect right here. Thank you so much for showing up. It's so encouraging to me to know that I get to spend some time with you here through the podcast each week. Thank you for the gift of your presence here today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 